This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 4th, 2018. Sticking to the game plan, given by Disciple Member Kyle Brandenburg. Good morning, Connection Community Church. Well, as you saw, our pastors are still over in India, so they asked me to fill in today. Uh, My name is Kyle Brandenburg. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, I've been tending here for maybe 10 years or so. Um, And I mostly volunteer behind the scenes doing the tech team or worship design. Uh, But most of you may know me as the guy who gets way too into the tech team videos every Christmas. (laughs) You know, I think as a kid, I always envisioned that maybe someday I'd get my own trading card, but I don't think I would have pictured it that way. So I guess we got a game today, right? So I see lots of Eagles fans out there. Is there any Patriots, or should I just say people who don't like the Eagles? <laughs> well, I'm a Bengals fan, so I have no horse in the race. Um, so I'll just say good luck to everybody. So today I wanted to talk about sticking to the game plan, God's game plan, or God's will for our lives. You see, before each of us was born, God had a plan for us. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But along the way, we can lose focus. Maybe we take a turn here, make a decision there that isn't exactly what God would want us to do. It can be hard with the distractions and temptations of day-to-day lives to stay focused and truly rely on what God uh, has to guide our path. But I'd like to share four ways that we can continue to grow, or maybe in some of your cases, introduce God into your lives, to ensure that we're living the lives that we were meant to live. First is learning the playbook. Now, at all stages of football, from peewee all the way up to the NFL, each team develops a group of plays to run as a team to try and beat their opposition. Without these plays, every player would be running around, not wearing to go or not knowing where to be, and it would be chaos. Luckily for us, God gave us the ultimate playbook called the Bible. Now, just like in football, how do you expect to run the right plays if you don't know the playbook? You have to take time each day to study, meditate, and practice the word of God to find out what he's wanting you to do and what play he wants you to run. And on the flip side, we have to keep in mind that our enemy has his own playbook that he's pulling plays from in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Every move we make, our enemy will make a move as well. So the better you know your playbook, the more you practice and meditate God's word, the more prepared you'll be to make positive plays in your life. And the great thing about God's playbook is there's no bad plays. You can trust his word every step of the way. If your life seems chaotic or you're running around not wearing, knowing where you're supposed to be or having a purpose, the Bible is a great place to start. The second point was to be ready for an audible. Now, an audible is a change in the offensive play called by the quarterback at the line of scrimmage. In other words, the quarterback may get up there and see where the other the defense is positioned and think that maybe his play wouldn't be as successful, so he changes the play to be one that he thinks could be more successful. Have you ever had something in your life so planned out, everything was right where you wanted it? You had a plan for this or seemed confused or resisted when God was pulling you maybe in a different direction? These are the situations that I'm talking about. I imagine that if you spoke to anyone who knew me 10 years ago and told them that I was giving a message today, I don't think they would have believed you. It sure wouldn't have been in my plans. I would much rather hide behind the scenes than be up here on stage. 
but it doesn't matter what we have planned for our lives. God has a greater vision and purpose for our lives than we could ever imagine. And when he calls an audible or directs us in a different direction, we need to be prepared and willing to follow him. So I grew up in Ohio. All my family still lives there. And when I graduated from college with a degree in industrial design, I had all intentions of staying in Ohio. After spending an entire uh, summer after graduation looking for a job in the, in, in the design industry, I started coming to the re realization that I was going to have to look outside of the state of Ohio to start my career. Once the fall came, I finally got a temporary job. I was designing these basic hand tools that were used on an assembly line to bend a small piece of copper to a 90 degree angle. It was the most, most miserable time in my life. I was coming from a design program that was teaching us to think outside of the box and stretch creatively to this. I usually got my work done very quickly, and since my boss would piecemeal me uh, my work one job at a time, I was usually pretty bored. Many days I even contemplated if anybody would notice if I just fell asleep at my desk. <clears throat> the other downside of this job what is that it was over an hour in each direction. I couldn't move closer because it was a temp job, so I was pretty stuck. But I stayed hopeful and continued to pray to God, asking for his help. Around mid-December, I started receiving interest from two separate companies. One was a window company in West Virginia. Uh, the job would be within a few hours of my family, and it had per uh, perks like health insurance and corporate development. They also had a debris cannon, which was described to me as a giant cannon that just shoots stuff at the windows just to see they, if they would break during a storm. It was a major plus in my book. <laughs> However, it would also be a fairly low position at a company that designed one product, Windows. It wasn't very exciting. The second job was around Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They made accessories, for, uh, accessories and cases for Apple products. It was a 1,000 miles from anything that I knew and loved. And on top of that, it was a small company of a whole four employees. There was no health insurance, no relocation money. But it was in sunny Florida, and I would have a lot of creative freedom being the only designer for the company. I debated these options for a week or so. I kept going back and forth trying to decide what would be the best option for me and what was the best fit for my life. I was thankful to have options, but it was a major life decision, and I, make sure, I wanted to make sure I got it right. <clears throat> so one morning, on one of these long drives, I just decided to turn off my radio and start praying to God. I prayed that he would lead me where he wanted me to go. I told him I was willing to follow him, but I needed to understand his will. And just like that, a car cuts me off. And, you know, once I came down from that initial anger that you get when somebody cuts you off, I realized that this car has a Florida license plate. <laughs> now, obviously, Florida was top of mind, so it caught my attention. Uh, Florida license plates, a lot of them have two letters followed by a series of numbers. This particular plate, the first two letters spelled G-O, go. I was a little freaked out. <laughs> but I was wondering if I was looking too much into something that was nothing but I looked even closer at this license plate, and the county that was listed on the bottom of the license plate said Martin, which was also the last name of the owner of the company in Florida who was interviewing me. So I had a license plate from Florida literally saying go, 
and the last name of the, of the owner was on there. This could no longer be a coincidence. It had to be from God. I accepted the Florida job that night, and I moved to South Florida within a month. Now, to be clear, God doesn't always speak this way. I don't want to see anybody out in the parking lot afterwards looking at license plates <laughs> trying to figure out something. But God does speak to us in many ways. In the Old Testament, or the first half of the Bible, he spoke more directly to people through objects like burning bushes or sometimes his voice directly. However, once Jesus died, he told us of the Holy Spirit that would guide us. John 14, 15 through 18. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Had I not been praying to God, or had I not been willing to listen when he changed the play, where would I be today? That job jump-started my career, gave me tons of experience, and looking back, his hands were all over so many of my steps. But it's not always that easy. Sometimes we don't like the answer he gives, or it's inconvenient to us. Sometimes it's outside of our comfort zone, and a lot of times we say, well, God, that doesn't fit within my plans. And this leads me to my third point. God's game plan doesn't always lead to an immediate win. So many times when God leads us in a direction, it's hard to see the upside. It's hard to see through his lens and know that his plans are good for our future. He tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Easy peasy, right? Just trust God, go wherever he leads, hunky-dory, right? No, not that easy at all. Though God does lead us and does have a purpose for our lives, it doesn't always mean that it's going to be a walk in the park. It doesn't always mean that there won't be suffering, and it doesn't always mean that there won't be doubt. God's will is more of a marathon, and a lot of times we're doubting him at mile one. So I did take that job, as I said, in Florida, and some of you may be like, well, yeah, who wouldn't want to take a job in South Florida as a 22-year-old kid? I can't say it was all smooth sailing, though. I dealt with a lot of adversity during my first year down there. First, I was coming from a huge college with a large group of friends and a church that I was very connected with. While in Florida, I had trouble finding a church home. I had difficulty meeting new friends, and I struggled with things like depression, loneliness, long hours, and a boss who took advantage of the fact that I had no life. At one point, I contemplated moving back to Ohio just to start over. But I'm very thankful I stayed the course. At what seemed like one of the lowest points in my life, I met the woman who would later become my wife, and everything started coming into view. At times, it's hard to see the purpose. It's easy to second-guess and question our decisions. And when God asks us to move, there may be challenges and struggles. But when you hear him speak or feel him nudge, know that God has big plans for you. So how do we know that it's God's will? How do we decipher God's will from our own will? This is a huge challenge. As humans, we're very selfish. We get focused on ourselves, and when something good gets put in front of us, it's natural to want to grab it and say, well, this is from God. Or if something bad happens, it's easy to dismiss it or want to run away. Remember that God's will is not about feelings. It's too easy to fall back on the idea that I'm feeling good, so I'm going to make this type of decision, or I'm feeling angry, so I'm going to make this type of decision. 
God's will won't always lead to puppies and rainbows, but know that it's more than just a feeling that you get. Let's take a poll real quick. So let's say it's, it's late afternoon, uh, or maybe it's right before bed, and you, uh, it's not quite mealtime, but your stomach's starting to grumble. How many of you go looking for a snack as a cure? Be honest. And how many of you get a glass of water? You again. I think most of us, the majority of us, probably go invade the pantry or fridge for something to snack on. Why? Because of confirmation bias. According to Wikipedia, confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs and hypothesis. In other words, we lean towards situations to confirm what we want. There isn't anything desirable about a glass of water, unless maybe we have just finished exercising or live in the desert. Food is what we desire. It's what we feel will fill that void that's causing our stomach to grumble. And usually when we eat something, the grumbling goes away. So it confirmed what we wanted in the first place. Well, according to studies, it's the wrong answer. Many times when our stomach starts to growl, it's wanting water. And according to this particular study, 40% of people choose wrong. So if we choose wrong for something as simple as curing our tummy grumbles, how do we expect to uh, get major life decisions correct? How do we ensure that the decisions we're making are of God and not our own confirmation bias. Studying and meditating on his word, prayer, listening to his calls, and my fourth point, trusting our coach. In football, great coaches inspire and motivate players to be great. They pass along knowledge not only of the sport, but of life and how to handle themselves in different situations. And along the way, they build a relationship with their players that consists of trust and respect. Without these two things, you can't get the players to buy into the game plan that you're trying to implement. God wants us to enter into that type of relationship with him. The more we read his word, the more we talk to him, the more that we trust and respect him, the more we will learn about him and his, know his plans for our lives. Psalm 32.8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. If you think about your best friend, spouse, child, parent, sibling, just think about whoever that you know best. Think about everything you know that makes them angry or happy or sad. Think about how most times you know just what they want before they say anything. This is the relationship that God is looking for. When you enter into a relationship with God, you learn about him and what makes him angry. You learn about what he delights in and what he's trying to do in your life. When you know God this way, his ways become your ways. His desires become your desires. And you start to see clearly the path that he has laid out for you to follow. A uh, famous football coach at the University of Colorado named Bill McCartney once said, all coaching is, is taking a player where he can't take himself. Isn't that the ultimate description of God? With God as our coach, He'll take us to places that we could never imagine. So we learn the playbook. We're ready for an audible. We know that his game plan doesn't always lead to an immediate win, and we trust our coach. So now what? Do we all leave here, and suddenly God will reveal some grand adventure, and off we go? Probably not. 
But these are great steps for preparing yourself to hear him and what he has planned. And I challenge each of you to take a look at implementing these steps this week. In an uh, April 20th, 2016 edition of Our Daily Bread, Marion Stroud said it well. God has different plans for each of us. We might feel that others have an easier assignment or a more glamorous role to play. But if our loving Father has handpicked us for our task, who are we to whisper, I can't do this? You might be saying today that you can't do this or that you've taken too many wrong turns in your life. Maybe you've ignored his call for too long. And maybe you don't feel like you're equipped to handle what he's placed before you today. The great news about God's will is that it's more of a compass than a map. No matter how many wrong turns you take, his compass will always point north. And no matter what he has planned, how will you know if you're not willing to take the actions necessary to hear his call and obey? He has something great planned for you and for me. And if you take these steps today, he will guide and equip you for the ultimate win. He's waiting for you. And all you have to do is stick to the game plan. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for this day. We're so thankful that you have a plan for our lives. We may not understand everything that happens or how it will happen, but help us each day to trust in you, a trust that is unwavering. Help us to lay down any plans we might have for our own lives and just focus on your perfect will. Equip us each day for any challenges we might face. Help us to hear you and be ready when you call. We pray that you would lead and guide our steps each day because with you, all things are possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus in the life.